0: Testing, one, two, three. Good. Testing.
1: Let me test my voice now. No clipping, we're good. you're a little louder. No, I'm louder because I have a deeper voice.
0: Do we have to not talk over each other?
1: We can talk over each other.
0: Oh my God, I don't know what to do. (laughs) That was good. Hey, it's Lisa from Mad Money Monster, and I'm here with Mr. Mad Money Monster, and we're back for another episode of the Mad Money Monster Show.
1: Isn't this uh, a milestone? Aren't we at episode 20? Are we? I think we are. Are you sure? Let me check.
0: <laughs> Please hold while we check the status of our. We home. are. <gasps> oh my gosh! We should high five.
1: Did yes. you hear that?
0: Yes. Well, today's topic is financial literacy. I bet you're super stoked.
1: I can't wait. I'm.
0: You could hardly I, sleep last night, right? It's
1: going to be more fun <laughs> than humans should be allowed to have.
0: <laughs> well, financial literacy at, at the the base definition is just having a set of skills and knowledge to make informed decisions with your financial resources.
1: Well in that case for most of my life I was financially illiterate.
0: I think I think I could probably say pretty much the same thing and probably most of the people in in the country could probably you know Relate, relate
1: in some, yes, re- some respect.
0: Yes. So I was perusing the internet. Oh,
1: were you? I
0: was. I was, and I actually found an article from Forbes published uh, last year, mm-hmm. and it was, I think, the title was something like Four Stats That Reveal How Badly Americans, or how, yeah, how badly America is failing at financial literacy." So you re- are you ready for these stats? Lay Bra- it on.
1: Lay it on me. Brace
0: yourself. Number one. Now, this one has been in the media quite a bit, so this probably isn't anything new, but actually, it might be something new for you. I'm not sure if you heard this. Okay. 44% of Americans don't have enough cash on hand to cover a $400 emergency. Jeez. Did you know that?
1: I, I did not know that. I didn't know it was $400.
0: That, that's... Yeah, and and I I almost... Like, $400... An emergency that's $400 is almost not even a real emergency, right? That's almost just these, well, unex- some these unexpected things that pop up like a, a car repair or, sure. you know what I mean? Wow. So that is just, yeah, that's, that was number one. Number two, 43% of student loan borrower, borrowers are not making payments. 43%. Now, I know what some of you might be thinking, well, maybe they're still in school. Negative. So I dug into that a little bit more. So what they what they mean by 43% is that they're either behind, or they've received permission to postpone repayment due to economic hardship. So it's not that they're in school. It's not that they're deferred. It's that it's that they're behind or they're they're on purpose postponing because because they have an economic hardship. Okay. So that is almost half. Of student loans, number three, 38 percent of households have credit card debt with an average of sixteen thousand dollars. I did know that. The balance is that 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 is actually higher than I thought. I, yeah. I guess the last time I, I looked into something like this, I think the average was around ten thousand. So sixteen thousand yeah, is the I, average.
1: I did I did recently see a sixteen thousand dollar number.
0: And the average interest on that is over oh. sixteen <laughs> percent. Yeah, these are staggering, <laughs> staggering. So number four, the the final, thirty three percent of American adults have zero zilch saved for retirement.
1: Yes, I, I did know that.
0: So, and then another stat to piggyback on onto that 56 percent of Americans have less than ten thousand saved. So that includes that thirty three percent. But think about that: over half of American adults, it's American adults, have less than $10,000 saved. Wow. With a good chunk of those people having nothing saved at all.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That is like a testament to, we need financial literacy now, now, in capital letters. So let's go over our pasts. Okay. Uh, once again, I'm sure we have stories we can We
1: always We always, we always have stories, but we'll, we'll keep it on topic and relevant <laughs> for the people listening.
0: We'll do our best. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about your mom before, we talked about my mom before, and we talked about how neither one of them really got themselves into deep debt, right? I mean, yeah. how how did your how did your financial upbringing? How did how did your parents teach you financial literacy? I'm assuming you didn't have any instruction in school.
1: You would assume correct. <laughs> we and and I I have often said that that really there should be courses on this and, and not just financial literacy, but basic things, almost like if you want to couch it as, as life hacks or or financial hacks for, for students to, to start embracing and seeing what's going on. And, and that's a whole different topic. My, my point being is for my mom, uh, what I was raised up with was avoid debt. If you don't have the money, don't, Spend it and, and have the
0: money to pay your bills. Like save the, money the mo- to- so whatever you're bringing in, save X amount, right, to pay your bills. Well, yeah, like car insurance. Yes, and my repairs. my mother,
1: you know, taught me the envelope system as we've discussed. And uh, I I was saying today that I don't remember my mother whipping out a credit card to pay for things like when school closed time came. That was cash. Yeah. Okay. When I was a kid, yeah. then by the time I hit like 10th, 11th grade, I was buying my own school clothes.
0: What about cars? Payments, leases. I'm my parents no
1: lease. bought, here's the thing, and this is no exaggeration or walked uphill both ways in snow. <laughs> my parents always bought used vehicles. We only had, when I was growing up and up until my senior year, we only had one brand new vehicle. And that was a 1979 Ford truck. And the only reason my mother got it, and I mentioned this in a previous broadcast, is my mother saw it was falsely advertised. (laughs) They misprinted the price, and my mother got it for that. She
0: wouldn't leave the showroom. She would not leave the the
1: showroom. That truck was uh, advertised at half. So that almost doesn't even
0: count, right? Right.
1: That doesn't count. But my parents bought used vehicles, and they bought them in cash. That
0: is impressive.
1: And no payments. Yeah. Um, And I'll give a shining example of the one. It was a 1968 Cadillac, okay, (laughs) that they must have bought for like at that time, I'm going to bet like two to 400 bucks. Okay. Okay. And it ran fine, but a big gas guzzler at the time when gas was over a dollar a gallon. And to repaint it, we had a sanding party
0: with my (laughs) friends.
1: My mom bought pizza and sicked a bunch of kids with sandpaper To sand down that vehicle, and my father, my dad, repainted it down at his garage down at his parents' house.
0: So they <laughs> so saved on all of that. The cars they were buying, they were beaters? They were beaters. Oh, okay, they were beaters. They were beaters. Okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't get absolutely. that in our earlier discussion today. When yeah, we were, they were beaters. They, we were doing... they weren't
1: like used cars off a lot. They were beaters. They okay, were gotcha. advertised in the newspaper. But still smart. Still smart. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if that's... you
0: if you don't have the money, don't go into debt for it. That's right? right. I mean, my parents, they didn't lease cars, but they did. They always bought bought used vehicles, but they always had payments on them, right? Yes. So they always have payments. Um, so
1: and I the reason why I, I can also attest to that my mom wasn't whipping out credit cards is because back then it wasn't like you had an electronic thing, you just stick your, your card in or swipe. It was those block machines, yeah, if you carbon remember copies. the carbon copy. <laughs> you put it down they go chugum chugum, and then you sign. Sadly I do remember my mom my mom never had to do do that. And so my mom did have a credit card but she never used it, and I remember there was zero balance on that credit card.
0: Was it like a Visa Mastercard? It was or a was
1: MasterCard. It? Okay. It was a ma- and it was called okay. Master Charge, I remember at right. the beginning. Right, right. Well, you um, slipped up the other. Podcast I called it a charge so card. A charge I, know, charge. I know, I know showing my age, but but <laughs> no, my point great. is, my point is, um, she wasn't out like, oh, we're gonna go do this and we're gonna buy that and we're gonna do this. When she paid for groceries, she had cash and she had coupons and green stamps.
0: So that was what she modeled for you. But as far as actually teaching you Okay. She taught you to work. Yes. Have money put back to off the top. You take money off the top for your bills, whatever yes. you anticipate. So at that time, it was your car, yes. dating, maintenance for the car, gas, that's pretty much it. Right?
1: Yeah, and and as I got older, the she always emphasized that the number one thing you pay is your rent because you always need a roof over your head. Right. So yes, when I was a young kid, starting around 11 years old, it was well, you're going to be driving in a couple years. You need to put money back, and it was like, what are you going to do? And I started mowing lawns. I said all this in, in a previous podcast. Um, I started mowing. And, and doing odd jobs and landscaping and all of that stuff. And then I ended up getting a dishwashing job at a restaurant because, at a diner, because they didn't take working papers. And then I worked at McDonald's and blah, 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 blah.
0: Would you say it was a holistic approach? Did she, holistically, she and your, your father, did they holistically dad, yeah. um, give you a good financial setting?
1: I'm gonna say by example, yes. They, they were selectively frugal, as we discussed, they had no problem spending money on cigarettes. Um, we did not eat out a lot,, yeah. and that's not exaggeration. So, yes, we did not have extravagant things. You got one big gift at Christmas. Um, birthdays, well, it depended. you know, usually it was clothes. Um, you yeah. didn't really I don't remember getting silly or get a big gift at your birthday. Um, the only big gift I ever got was when I was sixteen, on my sixteenth birthday, and that was a beater used car that my biological father restored. So it wasn't like today where kids are getting brand new cars, and <laughs> I know people that have leased brand new vehicles for their kids for their sixteenth oh, birthday, I do too. or these I do too. sweet sixteens yeah. that are twenty five, forty, fifty thousand dollars. okay, so so they modeled good financial behavior. However, they did not, reflect or or did not lay down a educational financial base for me you know saying setting you you up for setting me up for things like for example investment building wealth none of that even
0: retirement not even retirement so so then when you hit 18, it was kind of like washed They washed your their hands. Yeah, of, and like you're an adult now.
1: Yeah. What happened was um, you
0: have a good story, right? I have a
1: great story okay. about this. Let's and, hear and look, it. I, I love my mom. My mom is gone now. <laughs> I love my mom. My mom was tough as nails, and she was awesome and great and a partier and all of that stuff. <laughs> uh, however, for all that stuff that my mom did about you know you save your money and blah 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 and, and lived by that example. We did not go on vacations. We did not live elaborately, okay, like extravagantly. But when I hit 17 and it came time to start doing the financial aid forms and all that for college, my mom was kind of like, well, you're on your own Yeah. and uh, you go into, go into your guidance office, get the FAFSA, get all that. And I remembered looking at that thing and sitting down at the table going, I don't know what to put on this stuff? I don't know. But even, like, we
0: talked about that in depth on another yeah, episode. Yeah. Tell, talk about the story about you having to find
1: housing. Okay. So, you know, there was all of that. And it was kind of like, well, you're on your own now. Figure it out. Right. So you can't really do that. I mean, you can. They did. <laughs> but, you know, you, you can't be like, oh, you got to be financially this and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, okay, now you're 17. Good luck. Right. So it came time for college. And, and I would get questions like, so what are you doing about college? Like... Uh, you know, you, you registered, like you, you applied and, you, and now I got accepted. And yeah. I remember I got accepted at Penn state main campus and I didn't want to go to main campus because of a girl, uh, of a girl <laughs> and all that stuff. And, and I was too far away and I was a big fish in a small pond. I was very popular in high school and I thought I could roll that over into a smaller campus. Yeah. I ended up going to Penn state Hazleton. And I remember when it was time to start figuring out housing and stuff like that. My mom was like, well, go up there and find housing. I'm like, yeah, but aren't you, you guys were, coming with you're me? You're
0: like, but I don't know how to do that. Right. I don't know what to,
1: I don't even know what to look for. <laughs> what do you mean? Go figure out how, well, find a classified and see if it's a college town. They'll be advertising, find a landlord and go look at the places, find like a dozen places and go look at them. And I thought, well, one of them's going to come with me. <laughs> nope. They did not. And so I ended up going on my apartment search at college with my best friend at the time, who was so independently wealthy with his family he wasn't even planning on college.
0: Right. This was just a day trip this for him. This was a day trip this for him. Is, like right. he he
1: had he didn't need college. He's just And along then I for was the going ride. with another guy who was pretty much a, a stoner, okay? And he drove this Ford Galaxy that had a hole in the floor and the exhaust was coming up into the car. Oh. And I'm not kidding you. Between the tri- the, the one-hour trip up and the one-hour trip back and then driving around Hazleton, I'm telling you, I had carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh. I mean, I was dizzy. I couldn't walk. And then I was vomiting. And when I got home and I had the throbbing head and I was all pale. And, and you went to sleep. I went to sleep. Oh, like, geez. I should have gone to the emergency room. But anyway, like, I remember I, I got... There so, was no internet. So how many
0: par- apartments did you see that okay. day?
1: Okay. We saw about 12.
0: Oh my goodness. We saw 12
1: apartments and I found them all by ordering a newspaper because there was no internet.
0: Now, were you told to do that or did you just- My mom
1: said, get a newspaper, go oh, into the classifieds okay. so and she look. she give a, some direction. Well, I guess. You, you know That's kind of like, okay, you're in the forest. Here's a match. Light, well, yeah, make a torch I mean, and find your way out.
0: Look, our our daughter will- well, Maybe, hopefully, I don't know if she's going to go to college. I mean, we're planning on that. But it, so if that's the case in 10 years, I can't imagine just saying, well, find yourself
1: a place well, Good luck.
0: Yeah, I know. And get three, get, get two happen. of your worst
1: friends and go find a place. That would
0: never happen. Right? So... So you saw 12 places? I saw
1: 12 places wow. and and I remember I learned really really fast because the first place that we looked at advertised that it had a hot tub. Now, Ooh. this was the 80s. <laughs> so I'm thinking like Revenge of the Nerds, so Weird you Science. Out. Oh, no, no, this is this like, is oh, like the best. hot tub means right. girls.
0: Right. Okay. Girls so it's going to be like, tub. yeah,
1: come on girls, come on over, hot girls in bikinis, the whole thing, right? <laughs> I had these visions of John Hughes in my head. I was we're going to rule the college campus. And uh, we get to this apartment. The, the the place is a dump. First of all, and and I even had the nerve to go. Well, where's the hot tub? Like it already is not impressive. That's so the, only the hot thing tub we went there. It's for. the only thing we really went for. Yeah. And they took us down into the basement. Okay. And these were like row houses that were probably built in the 1930s okay. and 40s. And they were digging a hole in the basement.
0: Was it like a dirt basement?
1: It was a dirt basement. Oh, okay. They were they were going to cement gosh. it up. And they had a hole with, I remember there were bricks around the hole. It looked like in a horror movie, like the entrance to hell is what it looked like. And that was where the future hot tub was going. And it was like, I've seen enough.
0: Right. Okay. Right. Like, get
1: out of here. And then I realized, but I didn't know anything about security deposits. I didn't right. know anything about signing leases and what to look for right. in a lease. Right, right, I didn't know about any of that. And I remember when we finally got to the place that we selected, um, the landlord was like, "Well, uh, I, I guess I could give you a copy of the lease to take back to your you parents." Did you even know what that was? I didn't even know what that was. I was like, uh, "Okay, like, yeah, <laughs> I guess I take this back, right?" And and here it's, it outlines the security deposit and all of that stuff. Now, here's an interesting piece of financial information. I remember my dad came back up with me for the second. Oh, year. that was good. Okay, it was yeah, me and my that dad. Was good. And he paid the security deposit, which was my money. <laughs> okay, my mom went to the bank because all that money I started working when I was in eleventh grade. Okay, I
0: thought it was before
1: that. I'm not eleventh grade. Eleven years old. Oh, i sorry. I was, sorry. was I started working. Was eleven years yeah, old. Yeah. I worked all the way through. Okay, uh, my mom banked everything, and it was a five hundred dollars security deposit. That's a lot. Now that was like including then. first and last month's rent and, yeah. and damages. That was a lot in 1984. Lot. Yeah. Okay, and I remember we were leaving, getting ready to get back on the highway. And I remember my dad saying to me, just so you know, you're never seeing that money again. And I was like, well, they have to give it back. It's in the lease. My dad goes, they're having themselves a nice dinner tonight on that security deposit. You will never see that maybe, money again.
0: Maybe with the, the uh, housing you were looking at. Maybe well, my dad a,
1: just explained that it's a
0: college they channel. will always come yeah. up with
1: an excuse as to why they got to take money yeah. out of that security. You're never going to see that money again. Now, my dad gave me great advice. As a renter, okay, yeah. he said, you go in, you take photographs of the place. Oh, and this yeah. was before digital cameras or cell phones. Yeah. So I took That's good. my Polaroid That's good. and I took pictures <laughs> of the place and my room, yeah. the bathroom, the kitchen, and the carpeting. My dad said get the carpeting and he said, write down all your serial numbers of your VCR and all of that. Because oh. I didn't have, there were no computers at the yeah, time. Yeah, right, right, right. right. But write down the serial numbers if you if anything gets stolen, blah, blah, blah. So my dad did teach me that. Yeah. But that was the extent of my financial literacy. And then, of course, we talked about another broadcast where I just kind of partied my you're, way right out. Yeah, you're just I had no financial instruction whatsoever and, and packaged with. Well, I don't know if we're going to have the money to send you back for another year. Right. So So I just was like, I'm going to live this up now.
0: Spiraled. I
1: definitely spiraled.
0: Yeah. And then eventually a descent into debt and...
1: Right. And then running to Los Angeles.
0: Okay. So formal financial literacy.
1: Formal financial literacy I did not get until I went back to college in the 90s and I took... When you were working at the movie theater. Personal. Yeah. I was the manager. Yeah. 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 I was. I took a personal uh, uh, economics course, personal economics, and there it covered required. It was of required. Course. Yes, I <laughs> this did not is take not it on. My, yours, I, I had a great professor, and he's gone now, so I can okay, say Okay, so you, Harrison Hartman,
0: you were uh, mid twenties.
1: I was in my mid-20s, yes.
0: But you were also open to the message.
1: I was very open to the message.
0: Right. So what, what, what did you learn?
1: Well, I learned all kinds of things about leasing cars versus buying cars, uh, mortgages, APR, uh, where credit cards scam you, watching out for interest, blah, 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 uh, declarations where you should read the fine print on consumer protection.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I learned so much from this guy. And, uh, you know, that was back again. These were what would be considered today now by the Internet trivialized as financial hacks. But this guy gave great information and I learned it and I utilized it. um, And he also gave information on building wealth.
0: Interesting. Yes. So where did that play into your um, journey out of debt was that...
1: Well, I was already out of personal debt other than educational debt at that time. I, I okay. paid off that all the credit card debt and all okay, that Okay, so stuff you had already
0: had. completed that. I had
1: just completed that by the skin of my teeth, but I was in the middle of finishing up college right. now. And I did four years of college. In two. Right. And the because big... Of the
0: financial... The big
1: financial hack that I learned with college were the CLEP tests, the college-level equivalency right. Right, programs, right, right, right. where I CLEPed out of pretty much an entire semester of courses. Yeah, I think they... I CLEPed out of five classes.
0: I, yeah, they do cap it, I think. They, they, some... They my college
1: it capped it out of five.
0: Right, right, right. Well, as far as me, as far as formal education, my my background is similar to yours, yeah. right, with our parents and... Yeah. But as far as formal education... I did have a single class, political and economic science. I want to say it was called. Okay. In junior
1: high. Hmm. Right. Wow.
0: <laughs> now I can't remember learn the only thing that is sticking with me from that class is we did something with the stock market. So the- hmm. we were, you know, they were teaching us what the stock market was, and back in the day, this was before. Computers were widespread in schools. Sure. Um, we had them, but they—you know—you went to a computer lab. It wasn't, and you were like typing in the C colon. Or I don't yeah, know, yeah, I know. know. You yeah, get run, load, <laughs> right. execute. Right. Yeah. So we had newspapers in this class. That's what I'm trying to get to. Get to, uh, and we were taught what a ticker symbol was, and we were taught, you know, we were given this imaginary money for our class. And you can invest in whatever, however many companies you want to invest in. And mm-hmm. then each day we would look at the price, if it's going up, if it's going down, we would record it. Uh, that's what I remember. But I don't know. I, I don't think that really gave... Again, it wasn't a holistic, or at least I don't remember anything about that class that was a holistic view. Sure. I don't remember. Like, I think it would, for me, I think it would have been better learning about budgeting and learning about well if you choose you know x y or z career paths, you're going to expect to make x y or z based on that and with that pot of money you have to pay for all the other letters of the alphabet yes (laughs) right yes yes (laughs) i think that would have been more beneficial for me in fact i was involved with recently a program called junior achievement oh yeah i remember which, junior yeah, achievement, yeah where the volunteers ja yeah volunteers yeah. in the community go out and they they are you know scheduled to go to certain schools on certain days and mm-hmm. the adults get a package and they teach from the curriculum but that's that's what it is it's like life like you get at least the, the program that i did that i volunteered for i was given a packet or my students were given each a packet, and they, it had a profile. So if you were a student, you'd get your profile like, okay, you're a plumber, you make X amount of dollars mm-hmm. a year, you're married, you have two children, your wife doesn't work. And then you had to do the best you could with that profile and your money to make sure all your needs were met. Yes. And I think it was, it, it was and it is a great program, and I highly you know, advocate it but something like that would have been fantastic for me and that would have made an impression i know the schools that the school at least that i've gone to to do that program actually i think i did it two times they, the the students had the whole day like they were immersed in it for a full day so i feel like that's beneficial i don't know if one day is enough but it's certainly better than nothing oh
1: absolutely <laughs> you know it's funny when i was in middle school so junior high right um they had a course called home economics. Now it's a it's a misnomer. All we learned was how to cook.
0: Well, yeah, that's you know yeah, there were there were man. no
1: economics. Involved. Oh yeah, I
0: had that too. What do I remember? I remember making cupcakes. Yeah, I remember sewing a pillow. Yeah, did same
1: you here. sew a pillow? We made pillows. Mine was a surfboard. What uh, was oh, yours? Very nice. Thank uh, you. Mine were I made two pillows, which were my initials, which <laughs> were BS. <laughs> and that's pretty much what that whole course was. Um, and and what's funny is, yeah, I, I remember uh, we somebody put salt instead of sugar for the applesauce. So that was a real winner oh, when geez. we made our meal. Yeah. But there was nothing about like budgeting or, uh, you know, anything running a, the economics part of a household.
0: Right, right. Well, as far as our daughter, I feel like I started teaching her because I didn't have that. And because I've I'm actually very much interested in personal finance and have been my whole life. Yeah. Um, I, I started teaching her as, as young as, oh my goodness, as long as, as young as she could like understand me. I remember when she was really little, she would love taking these baths, right? Well, she would love taking her bath, but she would fill the water up to the brim and just, and then she'd let it down and then she'd fill it back up again. Like she just, no concept. And I, and I explained to her, you know, we have to pay for that. And you know that that water isn't free. Like that's you we know, don't didn't have a well, right? We were on public water. But I'm sure she didn't get that all of it. What I was saying, however, repeatedly over time, now she gets it. She gets that everything does she?
1: Well, I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to think so. Does she?
0: <laughs> but but the point is, I've tried to like those were basic budgeting kind of things. Yes, like, I understand. You know. Mommy goes to work. Mommy well, makes you're, you're, this money. You're
1: teaching consequences. There right. is a consequence. If you're going to fill this up, you're paying for that. And even though she doesn't understand the exchange of monetary, you know, money, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're, you're setting. Well, and,
0: you know, I would tell her, mommy has to go to work. Why does mommy go to work? Mommy goes to work so mommy can pay for the house that we live in because if I don't go to work, we don't live in this house, you know, and or you know, any you know, all of it, all of it, all of yes. it. Like the the water, the groceries, the gas. Like I'm like everything we consume that we need for our lives, um, we have to pay for with money. We get that money because I go to work. So I taught her that from a very young age, and I'm hoping it's it's sticking. <laughs> but another thing I did teach her, I was I was trying to teach her like long term and still am, but to invest right yes. to. Don't so if you have some money, don't just buy a toy. I said if you want that money to be more money, I said buy companies. Now she because I couldn't say buy stock because she doesn't understand sure. what's a stock, right? right? What's a stock? So buy companies, and that's what I that's what I've always taught her. And I remember, I trying to explain to her what what that meant. So because I told her, well, you own. You know, and I had to come up with companies that she understands. You you own Apple, and you own McDonald's, and you (laughs) own Under Armour, and you own like all these brands that she knows. Um, And she's like, well, so if somebody goes to McDonald's and eats a hamburger. Do I get money? <laughs> so, I'm like, in a way, kid, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. If that happens over and over and continues to happen over, yes, sure. So, so, I can remember one day sitting down with her, she's super, super young, and drawing like a, a McDonald's building and kind of like cutting it into pieces with the pen, like puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't own the whole thing. Like, I said, these. As you know, right, McDonald's is everywhere. There's one in our town. There's one in, you know, Mammal's town, you know, Grandma. (laughs) And, And on and on. Like everywhere we go, there's a McDonald's. So you don't own all of them, but you do own a piece of all of them. So I said, now other people own the other pieces. So that's how... That's how that's what I mean when I say you buy companies, but but it's now great. she likes it. That, I wish my yeah, mother had done that. She's into it, and I occasionally show her the balance, you know of her of her investment accounts. <laughs> well, I think it's a but wonderful I, gift. Well, certainly those those that accounts is gonna come with strings attached because
1: you right, because that's just not handing it over. <laughs> that's how I am.
0: Yes. <laughs> but you um when did you start to so okay you had some you had some money um i guess education in college you were already past the bad stuff you got into debt you got yourself out of debt yes you were on a solid trajectory going into your adulthood right mm-hmm. your... yeah
1: i would say so at that time yes
0: but you still weren't focused on finances no you you had no interest it's not but you know what I think most people don't have a lot of interest most people just want to put it on autopilot and not think about it
1: if I hit the lottery tomorrow I would hand you the ticket oh
0: god please let that happen <laughs> I would just be like figure it out go do what you want
1: <laughs> put, it, put it where you feel is best. I'm good. Because you don't
0: care. Just, you do
1: and you don't. If I can go get a lobster once in a while, I'm good.
0: So you almost... You live life with whatever is right in front of you.
1: Sometimes. And and look, there's a whole story behind that. I, I, I know. I know that. We're not going right. to get into that no, no, here. No, 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 no. Right, right. But, right. you know, yes, I... Yes, I would say that is an accurate statement sometimes. I, look, I'm not stupid and I'm not ignorant. And I don't stick my head in in the ground right. on things. It's, it's just simply... My focus is making sure that I generate that income and the balance, you know, the yin and the yang is I trust that you can take but, that income because but, I never truly consciously focused on building wealth until I met you.
0: <laughs> oh, that's,
1: that's true. So sweet, And then I became much more in tune. Like I would listen to you when you thought I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> You're just I'd, like
0: our daughter. <laughs> I'd
1: watch and then... We would discuss things and then I saw things coming together. Right. Um, And it was like, wow, this is actually gelling.
0: Yeah, it actually works.
1: It actually works. (laughs) And I'm seeing things. So until you and I started dating and and became engaged and such that I never focused on on the concept of wealth building. Mm -hmm. And that's very different than just paying your bills and making sure you're out of debt. Right. That's what my mom did. Right. Bills were all paid. House was paid for early. 15 years early, they paid that yeah. house off. But no wealth building. And just yeah. think the amount of money that they spent on cigarettes <laughs> if they had invested.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, we, we did a post about that. Right. I don't know. I guess the final message is, well, I guess we're attempting to be part of the financial literacy movement. And, you know, we, we want to entertain and educate at the same time. So hopefully we're accomplishing that.
1: Well... Are you, you're referring to this podcast?
0: Well yeah, and our blog and
1: Yeah. I will I, I, I feel that you know people listening right now are, are looking for that kind of inspiration. I, I I wouldn't say that we're we're fielding hard economic. No,
0: no, no. Data. But you know what? This is what this is what I like. I like relatable stories, obviously. That's why we do this podcast. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like if you can if you can Tell stories and you can entertain and still have finances woven in there. sure it keeps it at the forefront of your thought processes so when it does come time to make a financial decision you might make a better one
1: Well and that's what I gleaned from you. yeah this is exactly the process mm-hmm. you know building you know uh, personal wealth and and uh, all of that stuff you know to, to find where you stand in, in your net worth. Yeah. You know, that's, that's important. Like to me that I never uttered those words before.
0: <laughs> before you met me. Before I
1: met you. <laughs> so yeah, you rubbed off on me. And now hopefully this podcast rubs off on people listening. Yeah, to go, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm going to look at things maybe a little differently. I'm going to try this. I heard what they said. And, and look, we have been there. We're not pontificating. We're not sitting right. in some tower looking down at <laughs> everybody and just oh pontificating. My gosh, no. No. We have royally screwed things up. <laughs> in our past
0: and still have gotten back on track and, gotten and back are doing on track. well and yeah. that's what
1: we're saying we did yeah. it you can and, do it and we, we didn't have any wealthy family to bail us not out not even close nope So quite the
0: opposite for right. me anyway right <laughs> well
1: I mean you know I'll end it with this um, you know I knew for for over a decade two decades basically that I would never see anything of an inheritance from, yeah. my, from my mom yeah you know there would be nothing there yeah. Uh, other than I got her Beatles collection. Oh, but it wasn't yeah. like there would be
0: but same for me. any
1: type of, of lump yeah. payment doled right. out. There, there was the house. Yeah. My dad got the house. And because he helped pay for that house, yeah. we just lived there. But there was no inheritance to, to be thought yeah. of in any shape or form.
0: But who cares, really, right? I mean, oh, no, I mean, not that you care. I'm not complaining. No, but what I'm saying is that's not what life's about, right? Right. But we I know carry... people that are oh, well, they're yes. counting on that. Well, yes. Yes, that, that's they're probably They're and true. they're
1: going to get some serious money. Well,
0: maybe. You never know. Well, I, you never I know, know a a few, what happens health-related. Get... Right, that's know. true. You never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, if things keep going the way they are, they'll inherit some good money, but yeah. I did not have that expectation.
0: I didn't have that expectation. Still don't. Correct. <laughs> and I'm sure that will come to fruition.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd say it's a pretty safe bet.
0: <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, look, I, I want to care I have from my my dad he's already passed on but he taught me things even about money without specifically teaching me about money you know he was just a simple man and enjoyed his life and yes and lived for life like he just All enjoyed that. himself and he enjoyed the people he and I feel like I got so much from that like I just love having time with my family and friend like I love it Like, I don't care if it's a Tuesday night and we're having a frozen pizza, I'm loving life.
1: Yeah. Like, so it's not
0: about the money. The money is just there as a stability factor.
1: Sure. Well, number one, you can't take it with you. And I don't think anybody on their deathbed has ever said, I wish I worked harder.
0: (laughs) Probably the opposite. Yes. Yes. Well, we're going to sign off and we're hoping yeah. that we're playing into your financial literacy rotation. Yeah, I hope it starts your week <laughs> off well. It's a positive spin and, and most of
1: all, it's all true. Like I yeah. said, beware of hot tub advertisements.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, have a head good on one. Over to have a great week. And give us a like and a review. And if you want to read our blog, it's madmoneymonster.com and we are all over social media at Mad Money Monster. If you want to get in touch can email us at themadmoneymonster at gmail.com.